It's summertime, and at my bookie, that can only mean one thing. It is winning season. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means free bets, super contests, survivor, and more. And at my bookie, winning season's all about your chance to win big. Bet NBA playoffs, NHL, Major League Baseball, UFC, golf, and then some. The craziest sports summer we've ever had. It's simple make your picks, win big, collect your cash. Invest in your sports intuition, people. Select from hundreds of futures bets. You can bet games in real time with MyBookie's live betting. Put that big old brain of yours to good use and use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play, designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games that you bet. Thousands of cross-sport wagers, props, and parlays await. Sign up now and bet with the best and celebrate your victory. Your winning season begins today only at MyBookie. Today on the Zabecast, why isn't the NBA bubble a reality show yet? Already, two guys have been busted for breaking quarantine for that China food, yo. Anybody for a French fry debate? Bruce Smith with a whopper on Family Feud. My man, one account helps grieve the loss of our beloved Redskins name. And California did everything right. So how come it's still all wrong? Your daily Kickstarter of Uncensored Me is locked and loaded. So buckle up and let's go. <laughs> Here we go. Tuesday, July 14, 2020. Thank you for joining me. Let's start with something fun. Anyone for penis? Anyone for penis? Of course. Any good penis story is one I'm interested in. And the NFL's former, well, I still think sack king all time, Bruce Smith, one-time Redskin, most known as a Buffalo Bill. Bruce Smith was on a celebrity Family Feud episode, and I'm not sure exactly when this was taped or when it aired, but it just shook free today. And he was asked, if Captain Hook was moonlighting as a handyman, he might replace his hook with what tool? Well, here's the answer from old Bruce Smith that left Steve Harvey gobsmacked at the answer. If Captain Hook was moonlighting as a handyman, he might replace his hook with what tool? A hammer. Try again. It's already been used. A penis. Tell me the age a kid is too old to sleep with a te- What the f- he said? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell did you just say? Oh, come on, we can't start this again. It's like all Hall of Famers. Michael Irvin, Bruce Smith, versus some other NFL players. I, 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 swear, I swear I'm sorry. That, that just came out. I don't even know where that came from. I was reading the question, and then I said, to, what I'm sorry. Okay, can we start over? I'm sorry. This... Your ass going on YouTube, though. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Smith. Chris Carter is on that team as well. They're all wearing their yellow or mustard-colored Hall of Fame jackets. Wow. 
Yeah, imagine that. Captain Hook, Captain Penis Hand. <laughs> Just walking around. Hey, I'm here to be the handyman. Ma'am, do you need anything tune- tuned up? Oh, yeah, there we go. Waka, 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 waka. Penis was what Bruce Smith said. Penis. A hammer. Try again. A penis. Tell me the age a kid is too old to sleep with a tent. What the he said? Oh, my God. On to other topics. It was National French Fry Day yesterday. I did not know this. Armin Sarian, producer extraordinaire for the Drew and KB show on 97.3 The Game, uh, had the following list. He said, happy National French Fries Day. These are the top five in order. Number one, McDonald's. Number two, Chick-fil-A waffle. Number three, Arby's Curly. Number four, Popeye's Cajun. Number five, Wendy's Natural Cut. I have spoken. I replied back, number one, agreed, McDonald's is the goat. Even since they moved off the old beef lard or tallow formula of French fry, which was so good, uh, when McDonald's does it right, there's nobody better. King's Stay King is what I like to say when it comes to everything regarding the best of the best. McDonald's knows they're going to not give up. McDonald's has the best soda as well. They do something. They lace their Diet Coke with something. I don't know what it is. It's a little that just makes it better than every other fast food joint. Number two. Chick-fil-A waffle fries. I would agree, but you need to eliminate the rump ends if you want them to be elite status. Arby's curly fries. I think they get undercooked in the middle, and they're too long and too unruly, and they're hard to pull out of the box. I think they're problematic, even though I do like curly fries in general. Popeye's Cajun fries, number four. I'd agree. Number five, though, Wendy's Natural Cut. To me, they're like 334 next to McNeese State of French fries. They're bad. Wendy's fries are consistently bad. As far as other fast food chains, I'm not sure who else would be in the conversation. Uh, I think that Burger King has just stopped trying on their French fries. I actually like the uh, onion rings at Burger King, even though I don't eat vegetables and I don't like onions anywhere else. In any other food setting, I will eat the living shit out of onion rings from Burger King. So if you think there's an error in that list, let me know. Certain places have truffle fries with truffle oil and a light dusting of Parmesan cheese. (laughs) Fantastic. Pour one out for Kelly Preston, who died of breast cancer at the age of just 57. Nobody was really aware of her battle. She kept it very private, and it just, boom, dropped out of nowhere on Monday morning. She, of course, was Jerry Maguire's girlfriend who broke up with him because he couldn't land the Cush-Lash deal. Cush-Lash, Cush-Lash. And I played the bite this morning on the radio of her yelling at him while slamming down folders on draft day at the NFL draft saying, you get the deal, you close the deal, saying things like, our deal was brutal truth. And he's like, I don't recall the brutal or the brutal honesty. He's like, I don't recall the brutal part. 
And then she's like, but that's okay. I still love you. And he's like, I don't think so. Here was the sex scene, though, which uh, it's a bad quality audio because somebody had to point the phone at their TV. I guess YouTube didn't want this on there. It was hard to find the original clip. I thought it was one of the great ones in the movie. But here it was, Jerry Maguire having sex with Kelly Preston in their kitchen afterwards eating fruit. Open your eyes. If you ever want me to be with another woman for you, I would do it. I'm not interested in it. There was a time, yes, it felt normal for me, but it was a phase, a college thing, like torn Levi's or law school for you. (laughs) Want anything from the kitchen? I'm going to get some fruit. (laughs) And away she goes. Kind of like torn Levi's or law school for you. We got more mascot changing. This now is from Capital University. They announced on Monday that it plans to drop their name, the Crusaders. That's right. The decision was reached after 15 months of consideration by the Board of Trustees. As part of the name change, the school will also retire the mascot known as Cappy the Crusader, who depicts a warrior who fought in the Crusades a series of religious wars between Christians and Muslims in medieval Europe. We believe that the university nickname and mascot should be a unifying symbol that enhances school spirit, said the letter written by the board. In recent years, our nickname has been challenged by students and faculty for its connection to the historic Crusades. Again, nothing is sacred, nothing is off limits, and like a like a swarm of locusts that go and take down a field of crops down to the stems, they move on to the next. Their appetite is insatiable. Unsatiable, insatiable. It'll never end. Their crusades, apparently now, are offensive. And so they must go as well. And poor Cappy, Cappy the Crusader, he was really one of my favorites. <laughs> All right, time to talk to my buddy, One Account Rhodes, who is absolutely the most fanatic, diehard Redskin fan I know. It's been a tough week, tough 10 days trying to cope. United States Patent Office. <laughs> Here we go, Johnny boy. Soak it in. It's my uh, ringtone on my phone. I know. What a 10-day stretch. Basically, a, well, 12 days. Depends on how you count it. This this just first bubbled up on July 2nd. And on Monday... What are we talking about here? Oh, you didn't hear the Redskins name is being retired. We're going to be something else. Yeah, that's, yeah right. Yeah, I know, seriously. Give me a break. <laughs> no, Come on. What are no. we talking about? Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> seriously. Yeah, because you know why? Because some asshole cop fucking kneeled on a dick in uh, on a nice citizen in Minnesota. Uh, a <laughs> this nice... isn't the greatest dominoes puzzle I've ever seen. <laughs> so we got to change Lord. our name. Why? <laughs> because of all. It's fucking crazy. And you know what? It's been a long time in the making, and I put the blame right at Snyder's feet. 
He didn't safeguard the name adequately. He needed to realize, Johnny, they would keep coming back and keep coming back. What are your thoughts? Well, that's, well, how are you How are you dealing with this, man? I thought about you from the moment this blew up, and I said, oh, shit, Johnny is not going to take this well. Well, and, you know, it's such a – our environment today is, is so uh, fragile. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the, oh, the whole world's gone crazy. You and I know that. The whole world has gone fucking mad. Yeah. So, you know – Everybody means well. Everybody thinks that their perspective is the most on. the most virtuous. Yeah, and so therefore we can do it in limited characters on Twitter and throw it out there, and then wait, and we see what the reaction is. And for the most part, you either roll your eyes or fight back. And when you fight back, you could be a racist. You could be a bigot. You could be the guy that doesn't get to add perspective because you're not their color. Sure. So, Or worse, you could lose your income, your livelihood, your health insurance. You could be shunned in the public square, canceled. Yeah, trust me, my wife has warned me about that. Uh, I work for a global company that is very, very, very social media savvy. Um... And I probably need to think about that, you know. It sucks, though, because you don't mind getting in there and swinging. And you feel like you have to. You feel like it's totally unfair the way the fight is, you know, playing out on social media. But I don't know if it necessarily sways people. I'm not sure it even works, per se, you know. I, yeah, that's that's the point my wife always makes. But, you know, I heard a guy today um, – uh, tweet you on your show and he described me and probably you and most of us perfectly. And he said, he's exhausted from the feeling of just fending off everybody. It, it feels like we're in the walking dead and they're just coming at us I know. from every angle. And we just have to just keep bashing their heads in <laughs> and it never ends. I know. I know it doesn't. So uh, what I understand and what you understand is that, Sports is about tribal association, and you are, at least our generation, you're born into a tribe. Your dad indoctrinates you, and you root for the team, and you fall in love with that team, their colors, their logo, their history, their heroes, and everything else, and you can't just fucking change that and expect people to go, oh, I'm now a Red Wolf. Yay. Yes, and so... When I texted you earlier today and I said, I'm not sure you should have me on your show. I'm, I'm, I'm oozing with anger. Right. And that's why you were not on the radio. That's why you're here on the Zabecast, where you can have more free reign to let fire. Yeah. But I, I want to be able to articulate my anger. I want to be able to harness it enough so that I can, instead of fending off these zombies with, bashing their heads and I want to win verbally. I want to be able to articulate what okay. I feel. And so, all right. So I'll give you the room to do that, but just know one thing. Yeah. It's impossible to reason somebody out of an opinion that they themselves didn't reason themselves into. In other words, so many people in society today that are operating on emotional software only 
not logical, not reasonable software, they cannot be persuaded because they do they view everything from an emotional lens. So just so you know that, but that's fine. So let's let's talk through your feelings on this. I want to hear your thoughts. Go. Well, I, so I, I want to go all the way back to the beginning. Hey, Steve, let's. I have an idea. Let's relocate the football team to Washington D.C. It's our nation's capital. Um, so you know the nation's capital needs a team. It should be a proud franchise. So let's move them. And by the way. Let's pick as offensive a name as we can possibly pick and call them that. That's basically the, 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 uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The criticism or the accusation that these people are making that the context of which the team name is used is meant to be offensive. Right. It doesn't pass the simplest of logic tests that this was a slur meant to denigrate all along and that we were playing it as a big prank. And that every time we said Washington Redskins or hail to the Redskins or sang the song fight for all DC Braves on the warpath, we then quietly after it was done said (laughs) suckers flipping the bird suckers. We're we're (laughs) dissing these fucking losers, right? You're low class. Yeah. But somehow along the way, players that played with us yesteryear and in the glory days say that they would throw their jerseys away today. I don't remember them feeling shame back then. I don't remember any hint of champagne being poured over heads of, of post Super Bowl victories saying, man, if only we weren't called this, this name. Right. You know, I don't remember any of that bullshit. No, ever. No, I don't remember FedEx inking a multi-million dollar stadium sponsorship deal five years ago, six years ago, seven years ago. No, it's, it's a twenty. Issue. It's a twenty-seven year deal. Is in two thousand, I think. But well, no, the deal is twenty-seven, but it didn't initiate really right away. It wasn't always called FedEx Field. Well, I think in two thousand, when Danny took over, he got them on board early. And it was a long deal, 27 years. They want out of it early. But yeah, Yeah. so can I just interject as to what's different now? Sure, yeah. The internet, social media. And what's what's happened is corporate America jumps like a scared cat at Mm -hmm. any sort of organizing on social media. And so think if there was no social media, even with the internet. Just the internet's fine. It's social media that presents this fake virtual mob that the that corporate America is scared shitless of. And so they jump whenever there is the littlest bit of organizing resistance to something. And that has fucked up society. It has. And and you know they there was once a great author who said that all great societies and all great empires are almost always brought down by their own people. And that is what we're seeing right now. And this is basically a disintegration of our society. And it's amazing that the better our technology gets, the more broken down we are. Um, 
And you're right. And I'm guilty of it. I think most of us are. I'll throw something out there and hide behind my keyboard. I mean, hell, I'm guilty of it. Every, everybody is. We, we want to take on the people we disagree with without any consequences. And we don't want to have any dialogue. There, you, you can see it today in kids from 25 and less. They won't even look you in the eye when they're talking to you. They don't give you any animation when they talk to you. They don't have any expression. Because well, they, you know, why? Because they haven't interfaced with other people eye to eye because they're interfaced with their stupid phone. Yep. Their heads are down, their eyes are down, they look into a screen. Looking into another human is scary and unnatural for them, and they've got no training in it. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't think that's ever going to get better. I mean, it's only going to get worse. And You you don't think there's any hope? Like, I'm hoping social media has its own curve and arc that eventually people get tired of it, and it has its day, or it unravels or falls apart. We are seeing, at least I'm seeing, Johnny, some delightful incidences of the movement tearing itself apart. (laughs) <laughs> friendly fire, so to speak, from the righteous and the socially woke. Yeah, and I think that the socially woke are shooting themselves in the foot. Can you imagine November 4, 2020? Oh, God. <sighs> I mean, th- this country is going to go insane. Multiply that image of that that thing. I think she was female. Uh, in 2016, when Trump was elected, oh, the she crime. screamed in the air. Yeah, yeah. Multiply that times two million. Can you imagine that? It's going to be an apocalypse. I mean, I, I, I hope for a peaceful outcome. I don't know. <laughs> You're laughing, right? Oh, if, I just. <laughs> if Trump, if Trump wins convincingly, there'll be riots. If Trump wins close, there'll be riots and allegations that he stole the election. If Biden wins narrowly, there will be a big push to punish Republicans and everyone who was voted for him. And if Trump loses big, it'll be even worse. I don't know what the peaceful outcome is of the election on November. Vote for Jay-Z, bro. Well, Jay-Z's my man. I'm all about Yeezy. All right. So, so what are you going to do? All right. Where do you stand on a nickname replacement? Well, okay. So are we there yet? I don't want to cut you short. Are you still winding your way? Because I got to get you as a Redskin fan on record as to where you stand right now about the replacement name. I assume you're still going to be a fan, but maybe that's an assumption I shouldn't make. Will you? No, I don't have the balls to say that I'm walking away. I don't have the – I'm not – Balls that. or you feel it would be hypocritical? I do. I feel yeah. like it would be hypocritical. Yeah. I, I am a fan. I, I, I just – I have things to say about that that maybe we can talk about in a couple minutes because it doesn't pertain to the nickname. Um, but it does pertain to a lot of things you have brought up on, on air. But in terms of nickname – one I think you like, and one I don't. I don't think you like. I, the push for the Red Wolves has intrigued me. I know it doesn't sound like a real professional name. I kind of agree. 
but I'm also thinking of kids. Mm. And we have no future fan base. None. And I've got a lot of Ravens friends, you know that. Mm-hmm. And they have kids, and these kids are goo goo gaga. Oh, yeah. Over the old black and purple, and they're Raven Bird. And you and I think it's corny as shit. I just read an article. They have them ranked as the second to last uniform and, and mascot in the league. But kids Who's ranking? love it. It was an old article, and I ripped the guy on Twitter. I forget who it was. Funny thing was the Redskins were like ninth, and they talked about how glorious their logo was. It made me want to throw up. Yeah. Um, but but anyway, to the point. I go to Ravens games with my friends. I hear the big call call in the stadium, and the kids' eyes light up. And so the picture that has been painted on social media about a potential Red Wolves and the howl and the claw marks and the stadium being called the Den and all this stuff. There are some big-time marketing opportunities in there. Not my preferred choice, but I can see it working out for the future. My choice, I guess, would be going with the safest bet, which would be the Warriors. Um, In terms of easiness. Helmet logo? Knowing you can't have it be Native American-themed, so we can't go back to the spear. Yeah, I don't ever want to give the Native Americans one of my pubic hairs <laughs> ever again. I saw something today that said that the Navajo think we should be called the wind talkers or the wind cheaters or something like that to honor them properly. I'm like, fuck you. You had that chance. <laughs> right, right. And we're done. Like, if we're done, yeah. we're done. Get, you know, fucking Nara. Right, bitch. good, good. Good good luck with your casinos and your eight deck blackjack. Uh, we wish yeah. you no harm, <laughs> but we're moving no, I've on. I've seen some great logos that in, in it, it rolled in our military theme. It rolled in a monument with a W and some great stars and stripes, and and even the Pentagon, which I think is a really neat looking logo. I can totally see it working in terms of marketing. I don't see it nearly as broad as something like red wolves um i also kind of agree with your take on the show today man the washington football club just roll with that be the new browns yeah i look man empty helmet no nickname the washington football club or the burgundy and gold right you took our name from us man you took it from us that's what we were and now we're nothing but a football team a football club um but what I would really love in my dreams is to tell Washington, D.C. to suck my anus. <laughs> All right. Why? I mean, I would love to see the Maryland Redskins build UPS Stadium on the border of Maryland and D.C. at, at, oh. uh, at the harbor. And wow. Blast hail to the Redskins in, in the mayor's ear. All day long. Well, See, because their, their their take has been so short sighted, Zabe. You know what a new stadium does for a, a much needed, depressed area of a city? Yeah. Oh no, it would be huge. And you know what? I would say at this point, there's something to be said for, hey, Native American groups. Now you want to chime in on the new name? No, fuck you. We're done. We're out. Okay. 
the people that were agitating for it, and maybe it wasn't everybody in the Native American community, they got what they wanted. So we're done. Goodbye. Yep. Maybe you say the same thing to the mayor of D.C. In fact, if I'm Snyder, I would tell him, you're out. We're talking to Virginia. We're talking to Maryland. That'd be yeah, vindictive, for vindictive as hell now. and perhaps counterproductive. But would it be the worst thing in the world? He's already considering two different sites, multiple different sites, including Virginia and Maryland. That'd be pretty well, ballsy. I know it would go against my, Snyder's makeup to be spiteful or something like that. So, yeah, it would be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it'd, it'd be out of his character, Kirk Cousins. Anyway. Um, <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, what two sites? The harbor and what else down in? Um, There's a mystery south site, of mystery site south of the Beltway. It'll be a horrible place, you know. Oh, south of the and, Beltway. Yeah, and, and they're talking about maybe <sighs> rebuilding on the site of FedEx Field. Think about that. Name changes and the same awful location in the middle of Nowheresville on the wrong side of the market for a new stadium that'll be another thirty years of hell. We'll Can be- I give you one possible positive devil's advocate argument to that? Okay. I think we may have talked about this before. I feel like I might be dead by the time the next stadium is built. They say the FedEx lease is over in 2027. You're uh, you're then- 52 years old like I am, right? Yep. And you're no, in, I'm 51. You're 51. You're in you pristine. You just had a birthday June 1. Thank you. You're pristine. You're in pristine shape, so you're good for another 30 years minimum. That'll take oh, you to 81. Uh, yep, I've got shape. That is for sure. <laughs> but <All right. laughs> so the lease that we have is on that land. So therefore, could we perhaps um, expedite a new stadium build? Faster than 2027. Mm. I know the location sucks, but you and I are in the same boat. I go to one game a year. How many do you go to? Uh, only one if I have to. And usually someone like you goads me into it. I get- <laughs> <laughs> and, then I don't, and then I don't let you leave early. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But uh, I, have you seen around already? There, I'm, I'm just liking stories on Twitter of – DC officials, dance. It's going to be hard to work with Dan Snyder, who had to be dragged kicking and screaming to do the right thing and change the name. That's a yeah. DC official. The media, ESPN, Snyder deserves no credit for this because it was too late and he did it only for the money. This is as predictable as 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 it comes. I wrote it a month ago. I said he can't win. He is going to make the change, and the media, Mike Florio. Mike Jones are going to say, look what we made the bad man do. Right. That's the tone. It it will never, he can't win here. And, and people laughed at me when I said this and sure it's far fetched, but I'm telling you, man, when I saw that there was going to be bad news today, (laughs) I was thinking, yeah, so London called, and uh, we are moving. Oh, my God. <laughs> and we are the London Redcoats because <laughs> D.C. doesn't want us, Maryland doesn't want us, Virginia doesn't want us, and 40% of my uh, investment team oh left. My God. So F everybody. And that's yeah. what I'm saying. At least Dan has tr- 
tried to hold on, didn't do it properly, but what a losing battle. Well, you know? he, he didn't keep focused on it because he had to know they'd keep coming back. He quickly abandoned that whole thing and then bought a bigger boat and called it a day. Because unfortunately, Johnny, he's a dipshit and doesn't he's know how not, to run a he's team. not smart. And he's don't not. you think as an exit question, it's disastrous to have our new head coach even spending one brain cycle on this fucking name thing? Ron Rivera does not have the time, and he's not Vince fucking Lombardi either. He needs to get to work. I wrote it on Twitter today. Don't head coaches come and go? Yeah. The, the name, I'm hoping, lasts at least the next 14 years that the country exists. <laughs> You're giving the country 14 years, huh? Maybe. All right. But, well, you know, they say democracies have a lifespan of no more than 225 years, which means America is actually post its due date. Let's hope it preserves longer than that, at least until we die. And then after that, fuck it. Fuck it. Our kids are going to have to deal with the mess. Nothing we can do. Sorry, Junior. We did our best. We raised you as, as well as we could. We can't help. It. Father of the Year Award. All right, Johnny boy, hang in there. We'll talk soon. Hail to the Redskins. Yes. I will finish with some Rona talk here. I know that you, some of you don't like it, so I've tucked it away here to the end. Others of you have said, keep it up. For God's sakes, you're one of the few people out there talking sense. Let's give you a stat of the day, shall we? Did I say stat of the day? There we go. Hold on a second. If you like numbers, you'll like this one. Maybe. Stat of the day. More people have died with coronavirus in New York City alone, population just 8 million, than all of Texas, Florida, California, and Georgia combined! Behold Justin of the Day! It'd be one thing if, say, New York City only had you know more people dead than those one, two, three, four states combined. If the four states combined, say, only had double the population of New York City, New York City, 8 million. Here's the numbers on the rest. Texas, 29 million. Florida, 21 million. Georgia, 11 million. And California, 39 million. So add them up. Oh, this is going to be dangerous. 29 plus 21 is 40. That's 50 plus Georgia. That's 11. That's 61 plus California, 39. Thank God the nines and the ones are fitting nice. 61 plus 39. That's 100 million. More people have died of coronavirus in New York City, population 8 million, than people in a four-state combination that's 100 million. People have no sense of perspective. The ability for people to look at the big picture is completely gone in society now. And unfortunately, the media doesn't want to portray a bigger picture, a more nuanced or perspective approach. Like, well, you know, we're focused on, oh, it's up another 100 deaths. 340 million people in America. California shutting down again. What happened? California was doing everything right. They were one of the most restrictive states. 
They were the state that chased people off the beaches on July 4th. They're the state that, you know, up in the Bay Area, they had like one death in late May per day. And they're like, no, we're still shutting down the most restrictive mask laws and everything else. They're shutting down again because of the rise in cases. They did everything perfect. What happened? What's wrong? I know the media is banging on Florida and Texas, Republican, Republican, and Arizona. By the way, if the Democrats can take any of those three states, I think it's game over for Trump. Florida, Texas, Arizona, that all has to hold, minimum. So, of course, they're focusing on that. Are they focusing on Democrat-run California? Not so much. But shutting down again, uh, in all the all the interior dining stuff and retail, shutting it down again. I would just ask, by the way, since June 1st, I look at California's numbers. They reported like 26 dead today, which is, it's only a one-day snapshot. The average since June 1 is about 75 reported deaths statewide in California per day. In a state of 40 million people, 75 a day. And they're shutting down again. To which I ask the simple question. So when will you reopen again? At what threshold, at what number will be acceptable to go, you know what? We can now actually open. And then what's the end game? How long will this go on? Once you're open again and cases go up again, which they certainly will, then what? You're going to keep, we're on, we're off, we're shut, we're open, we're closed, we're in, we're out, do this, do that. How long? What's the end game? What's the what's the plan? Are you going to wait for a vaccine? And not just a approved vaccine. What about a vaccine that enough people take? What is the end game? Can anyone elaborate that in California? The answer is, of course not. And when it comes to uh, kids and schools, this is a good piece of audio. Apparently, on MSNBC, they ran a supercut of doctors being asked, would you send your kids to school in the fall? Not just doctors, pediatricians. Top pediatricians weigh in on back-to-school risk. MSNBC, take a listen to this, and then at the end, listen to Craig Melvin, the, the anchor's sort of stunned response at what the top pediatricians are saying about sending their own kids back to school this fall. Would you let your kids go back to school? I will. My kids are looking forward to it. Yes. Period. Absolutely. Absolutely. As much as I can. <laughs> Without a hesitation. Without a hesitation, yes. I have no concerns about sending my child to school in the fall. I would let my kids go back to school. Dr. John Torres, NBC News. They all said yes. Would you- <laughs> Greg Melvin is like, oh. They all said yes. They all said yes. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Of course, it's the news media. This is something that rarely gets reported when bullshit turned out to be total bullshit. NBC contributor reveals he never had coronavirus after network documented his, quote, recovery. Dr. Joseph Fair was quite the drama queen back in the spring in May as they did live shots of him with a breathing tube in his nose in a hospital bed documenting his battle with COVID-19. 
He said he kept testing negative, but he was sure that he had coronavirus. In fact, the anchors, including Hoda Kotb on the Today Show, despite four negative tests for the virus, she said, well, clearly you have it. Craig Melvin called Fair's false negative test scary, and Savannah Guthrie called it a, quote, cautionary tale. The doctor said, I was a very healthy person. I exercised five to six days a week. Well, la-dee-da. If it can take even me down, it can take anybody down. Fear fucking porn. Well, turns out he admitted uh, last week, yeah, well, I, I never, never had it. He said, this is a tweet from July 7th, my undiagnosed but suspected COVID illness from nearly two months ago remains an undiagnosed mystery as a recent antibody test was also negative. I had myriad COVID symptoms, was hospitalized in a COVID ward, and was treated for COVID-related comorbidities despite testing negative by nasal swab. That means you didn't have it, doctor. You had something else. It means there's a lot of bugs and viruses floating around, you dipshit. Didn't stop NBC and all their different networks from putting him on the air literally four, five, six, seven different times and places. Ridiculous. Then there's this headline from Bloomberg. Quote, good news. Well, not quote. A lower COVID death rate is nothing to celebrate. What the hell did you just say? A lower COVID death rate is nothing to celebrate. See, good news is bad news, don't you know? And by the way, there is no good news ever. There can be no good news on coronavirus. None. A lower COVID death rate is nothing to celebrate. Would a, would a higher death rate be something? What would be something to celebrate? Tell us that, media, so then we can look for it if by some rare chance it does happen. Here's a heck of a question. If the droplets from asymptomatic people who have to wear masks because you could kill me. We're carrying such significant virus load, then why is the PCR test so invasive? Just spitting on a cloth should be enough to trace the virus. Why, that's a really good point, isn't it? And it just goes on and on and on. We'll end on something funny and happy and light. Life in the bubble should be a reality show for the NBA without a doubt. Already two players have been put in quarantine because they were caught busting out of the bubble for some of that China food, as Eddie Lacy might say. And it was all spurred on by Kelly Oubre Jr. He said to all my at NBA bros, Postmates delivers to the hotel. You just have to go out and meet the delivery person at the hotel entrance. Security will not hold the food for you or help you. Yeah, the food whack. But we here for a bigger purpose. Hope that helps. Hashtag shh. He put this on Twitter. Then Rashawn Holmes, center for the Sacramento Kings, said, After the initial quarantine period, I briefly and accidentally crossed the NBA campus line to pick up a food delivery. I'm currently in quarantine and have eight days left. I apologize for my actions and look forward to rejoining my teammates for our playoff push. Yes, the Kings playoff push. Kelly Oubre Jr. then tweeted, never mind, LOL. (laughs) Get 
some cameras in there. Make this a reality show, for God's sakes. Chop, chop. That'll be a wrap for today. Thanks for downloading. Keep your head up in the madness. You and I will live our lives fully without fear. And if you like this piece of daily content, you can get all five days a week for just $5 a month. It's your way to help support me in the entire effort, and I do appreciate it. Get 12 months for the price of 11 Best of all, get your Zabe delivered to any platform that you like. Quality content worth paying a fair price for, and it's where we can be fully unrestricted in what we say, and we can build something that will last and last and last for years in the future. Rate and review so our algorithmic overlords bless our crops and tell a friend who likes something good to listen to. Have a great Tuesday, and we will see you tomorrow.